Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. everybody and welcome to another edition of the only podcast i am your co-host austin smith joined as always by your other co-host john kirby you can find us on twitter at ac smith 06 and at john underscore kirby and as always follow the mothership at the only colors it is week three and uh the men's soccer team is number four in the nation they're dominant what up i mean that's i what can't you came here for that's right? what you, yeah i what other story we're were you expecting something else? Was there another something that happened recently? Big win over Oakland this past Big weekend. Big win. 4-2. to In all seriousness, number four in the nation, that's nothing to joke at. I mean, it's pretty cool. pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm going to plug them real quick, and I'm going to keep track of them as they keep going, and I'll keep letting you know how they're doing on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. So this is a soccer podcast now, <laughs> um, in case you guys didn't know. Uh, oh, boy. All right, enough beating around the bush. We went for almost a minute on soccer, so I feel like we've covered it for the season it's pretty soccer, much. Craig. Yeah, it's soccer, Craig. <laughs> People don't forget. Um, one thing I will not be forgetting, and surely none of the listeners will be forgetting, is last weekend's 16-13 uh, to 13 loss to Arizona State. You want to start with the good? Should we move to the bad now that we're done with the good? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to no. give a shout-out to... <laughs> Man, they, uh, Michigan State was well represented. Yes, that's a great point. That was cool. Huge shout out to everybody who went down to the game, oh. had to deal with that 100 plus degree heat. I hope you had fun, met some new people. I, I yeah. heard the Arizona Spartans alumni uh, put on a heck of an event. It's awesome. Yeah, so seriously, Michigan State, if nothing else, traveled well yet again. These true road games, MSU does travel pretty well. Yeah. Um, there's a couple... <laughs> And the next one I expect is that when MSU plays at Miami, Florida, Ooh, that yeah. it's going to be – that's – I'll go. I'll go to that. I'll commit to that today. I'll go to that game. Carve out some time. Yeah, I, yeah, I can make it work. I'll, I'll ask my secretary to see what she sees on the docket. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so – but, yeah, so we can talk about – I don't know. Where do you want to start? Well, I think the obvious point is this was a game – I think you put it best of missed opportunities. Yeah. You know, this was a game where we, uh, where Michigan State um, defense held up their end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. This was not the shootout we thought that might take place. No, the defense tackled in space, and like we said, they they came and held uh, firepowered Arizona State offense to 16 points. Now we only have two games, but last year's any indication they can put up points. 
Yeah, I mean, okay. I think before we do anything, we should probably just give Arizona State some credit. Yeah, I mean, threw the ball for almost 400 yards. Nikhil Harry, by the way, and he might have called that one. And he wasn't alone. That catch was unreal. Yeah. Um, where you know, and you know, I think I wasn't with you, but when that kid caught that touchdown pass, great defense, by the way. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, well. That's an NFL player. And that's just it. At that point, I was just like, yeah, he's going to do that. Like, you had to feel – that felt to me, every time that ball went up in the air, I'm like, this is the one where he just makes a crazy play. And credit to him, too. He got smoked he by did. Matt Morrissey. And you know when I knew we were in trouble? Is, is Immediately after that play, he just stood up. Yeah. He didn't even – he did not lay down. He acted like, yeah, all right, I just got popped. I'm just going to keep going. Whereas Matt Morris, he's like holding on to him, hoping to get back up in the air. But. I mean, and we got, you know, the interesting thing that happened was um, the kid that also killed us was a wide receiver that we, you know, his first game had one catch for 21 yards. Shows up against Michigan State and has seven for 104. I mean, that's 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 tough. Yeah, I mean, you can see that this is a good team. I mean, or at least a bowl team, a team that's certainly more impressive than I think most people, given the Herm Edwards hire, really anticipated. Defense has a lot of athletes, a lot of athletes on it at every level. Um, they sacked Lewerke twice. They pressured him numerous times. Really credit to him for getting out of a lot of situations, but um, it, it it's, a, it's a good team. Now, that being said, credit being given, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. This was just a game of missed opportunities. There is no reason, when you look back at this game, no reason Michigan State should have lost. None. They're every bit as talented. Yep. We'll get to the personnel flaws in a second. They're every bit as talented. They're every bit as experienced. And they've they've won games in tough situations before. Even last year. Even last, just last year. Yep. What they did in this game unfortunately seems to be developing into a theme if you can develop a theme two games into the season they are missing opportunities they're putting themselves in advantageous positions and then not executing this is not a problem you anticipate when you're bringing back 90 plus percent of your experience and it's at a lot of vital positions just for example three drives here that i think really define the game these are just three separate drives throughout the game. Michigan State goes 13 plays, 80 yards, has to settle for a field goal. Nine plays, 43 yards, interception in the end zone, which was just an absolute backbreaker. 12 plays, 65 yards, settle for a field goal. In those three red zone possessions, you came up with six points. Arizona State, again, give them credit. They answered the bell when they needed to, executed in the moments when they needed to, and they won the game fair and square. No funny business, nothing wrong. They won the game. But Michigan State is every bit as good as that team. If you're going to do this against these guys, you don't stand a chance against Penn State. You don't, you don't stand a chance against Michigan. You don't, sure as hell don't stand a chance against Ohio State. There's a lot of other teams in the Big Ten that you can say the same things about. You, in one way, this is almost the best problem to have in some ways in that it is – something that they can overcome. Uh, but also, if this is the trend for this year, this isn't going to be the last game they lose. Even if it's not the trend, it's not going to be the last game they lose. You can't miss opportunities like this, especially on the road, especially against a team with a weapon like Nikhil Harry. It's just, it's just not going to work out. 
beyond all of that, there are some very real issues facing this team, and they some holes were exposed. No, and you, you're totally right. We've confirmed that the week one running game was not a blip. Yeah. That is a problem. And we've we've seen this offensive line um, can get no push. I will give them credit in that they, like last year, done fantastic in pass protection. Very few sacks. Unfortunately, as you mentioned, the uh, interception at the the line, or excuse me, basically the goal line. That was uh, a breakdown in pass protect, protection, and Brian, you know, tried to make a play, didn't work out. The running game is is in trouble, and I don't know if you see Higby at center anymore. Uh, I he, mean, he's not the only issue. It's not, that's not it's not here, picking on him, but it's because of his weight, we saw him. We saw multiple plays where, granted, the nose tackle for Arizona State is a large human. Yeah. We will continue to play large humans in the Big Ten. I don't know. When plays blow up before they start, Yeah, there's got to be a change. Yeah, it's just... Well, and, and even D'Antonio came out and said it in his presser that Matt Allen played better than Tyler Higby. I think a lot of people were... I think we were surprised that Matt Allen wasn't the starter just based on his name. Now, Higby, I'm sure, earned the opportunity given that he's sure. a junior, but... Um, he just doesn't look ready for the position, and then I think you're seeing you're seeing Jor- Jordan Reed has been getting a lot of playing time at right tackle. He is physically not ready to play that position. So that's where the Cole Chewins uh, right. That's where that injury comes, is a comes big into play deal, here, right? And you know, uh, it's, it's, does he solve all the problems? No. Does he put a a capable person at left tackle where you can move? Move uh, Campbell. Campbell over to the right tackle. Yes, that is a solve. But this is this is that depth. You and I talked about it before the season that that this team looks really good on the top line. Yep. You get a little deeper, it gets a little scary. And one of those big areas, one of those main positions, is that tackle position on both sides. Um, it's scary, uh, and, and this speaks to an issue that a lot of programs face, and that is the inability to recruit. There's just not that many big athletic Absolutely. offensive linemen that exist in the country. Well, exactly. Whereas there's a lot of big defensive linemen who can do a lot of you know unique things. And this isn't a unique issue to Michigan State by any stretch at all. But you see where the inability to, you know, this is where recruiting deficits show. And I think there's two major areas where that's showing up. First is on this offensive line. It's just not there right now. And you've seen in the recent classes, especially last year, uh, is trying to make that not be a yep. problem anymore. Um, and then the other area is the defensive line. Again, give this defense a lot of credit. Yeah. Arizona State, again, I, I gave Manny Wilkins a lot of credit because he threw the ball for almost 400 yards. I think a bit of that's misleading, a lot of that damage. If you're throwing for 400 yards and you're scoring 16 points, something's not working. Yep. Um, you're not executing in the areas you need to until the very, very end, of course. I mean, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, the score was what thirteen to six with nine minutes to go in the, or no, excuse me, thirteen to six with what? Yeah, ninety minutes to go in, in the game. In the game. So the defense again, 
as go back and look at those no jersey defenses. They would get shredded through the air from time to time, and they'd still hold teams to not a ton of points. This is not a unique thing. I give this defense a lot of credit, but the defensive ends in particular. Kenny Willickus, again, I thought played well. Um, but looking across the depth, especially at end, this just leaves a little bit to be desired. And it is a direct reflection in this situation of not only missing out on recruits, this is more of those kids getting kicked off the team. I mean, if you go through the people who have left this program that just the defensive line group, and we talked about we talked about this in years past as well. Mm-hmm. You could argue that of the people that should be on this team, that should be on the roster, theoretically, they'd all be starters. You might have four starters that start over Raekwon, Panashuk, Wilkes, and whoever the other end ends up being. You've got, you're talking Montez Sweat, who was another, having another fantastic year in the SEC at Mississippi State. Craig Evans, who played a ton as a true freshman and a true sophomore. You've got even Enoch Smith, who would probably be a major contributor if he's still there. Uh, Josh King, who was obviously kicked off the team and deserved to be Austin Austin Robertson. Same thing. I mean, I'm not advocating for these players remaining on the team, nor that they should have in any way, shape or form. I'm simply saying from a talent perspective, you're talking about guys that were a part of the program that are no longer. And you're seeing strictly again, strictly from a talent perspective, that's rearing its head right now. Yeah. And the other piece, um, I would say that where Michigan state had a letdown uh, again, missed opportunity was, it was odd to see uh, to get out coached. Yeah, and, and you know, it's and, and here's where I specific, in the critical moment. Here's where I specifically point to. It's easy to say, "Oh, we got out coached." That's where I'm specifically uh, pointing to is this is the back to back nine penalty games, back to back, and now of course penalties are many times on personnel specifically, mm-hmm. but there you can't have it. Just shouldn't ever happen back to back like that. An egregious number like mm-hmm. that. Okay, and then the end of the game was rough to watch. Seeing, um, just seeing Arizona State. <laughs> I hate to say this, truly playing to win the game on that <laughs> on that drive. They uh. had they had no it, and here's why. Here's why. This is interesting. The touchdown that they scored, they gobbled up about uh, almost sixty yards in two plays. Mm-hmm. They went they went a thirty yard eight yard pass, twenty seven yard touchdown score two plays bam bam they had no intention of that (laughs) of doing that they got the ball back with four and a half five minutes left they had no intention of giving michigan state the ball back Mm -hmm. they were playing to end it michigan state's coaches did not pick up on what was happening until there were two minutes left and they were on i believe our what 16 yard line there it's what at that point that point no it's not much you can do it's a wrap you can call your timeouts, whatever. They're they're gonna they're gonna kick their field goal and win the game. And we, I think, you may have been watching at home. Everyone have that realization of what this yeah. is done. Yeah. With two and a half minutes left, this is done. Yeah. And and that was frustrating. Yeah. Because I'm allowed to have that realization at two and a half minutes. The guys who are paid millions of dollars are not allowed to have the same realization at the yeah. same time as me, who's had way too many pops at two a.m. in the morning. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's. Yeah. Again, I don't want to be too hyperbolic here, but uh, this is right up there in terms of just sheer disappointment, as I felt after a Michigan State loss in in some time. Like even go back last year and look at the losses. Like 
you get blown out by Notre Dame, it's like, ah, bummer. You got beat by a better team, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. You lose to Northwestern. That's pretty disappointing, but you put up a hell of a fight, triple overtime on the road with a young team. You can live with that. You get smoked by Ohio State. It's Ohio State losing that bad, you know, whatever. It's the expectation. It's the ex- Well, it's a combination of expect. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's th- this team I did not expect to to lose in the way that they did. Like this, these personality traits that they've exhibited through two games are just not what I expected. And it's the the troubling part. I said earlier that in in some ways I'm okay with this being the not okay with, but you can tolerate this being the personality trait because it's something you can change. It's it's just execution. I mean, on those three drives I talked about earlier, if they come away with a touchdown on literally any of them, mm-hmm. just one of them, mm-hmm. they put Arizona State in a position where they have to get in the end zone at the end of the game. Yep. And maybe that changes everything. Sure. But it's it's surprising to me that given the fact that you're returning 90% of your talent, given the fact that the offensive coordinator is the same, the quarterback is the same, the defensive coordinator – Clearly, no challenges. Really, any big challenges there? Like, the, I would have thought that experience and having been through tough games and tough environments in inclement weather, as you've been through pretty much everything, as a, a group of players, and on top of that, as a staff, you've been through everything you can ever be th- going through. Like, I'm surprised that that is happening to this team in this moment. And hey, moving forward. I mean, again, if we want to spin zone it, this is really early in the season. This team can definitely grow. We've seen them come out to clunker starts before and lose games in the first three games of the season and have really good seasons. Last year, case in point. Absolutely. But, A, the attitude has to change. Those They have to execute, and the reason they have to execute is because their margin for error on the lines right now, really slim. So... Austin, that's that's a good segue because um, what an opportune time, what we thought was a terrible time for a buy, could action actually looks pretty good right now. Could be nice, especially when we talked about no, yeah, we are picking on a few um, different team, you know, uh, defensive line, offensive line. Yeah, we're picking on them, but in all in all reality, it's a collection of miss executions. Yeah, you can't really put, especially you talk about the offense. We'll just talk about the the interception in the end zone, for example, which I think was the – if Michigan State scores on that drive, I think the game's over. They pretty much put it away. Um, you look at that initially and you say, that's on Matt Dotson for dropping that ball. Yeah, he dropped the ball. But the throw was high from Lewerke in the end zone. Tough play to make. Why was the throw high? Because Lewerke was rushed on the left side of the line right away by – a guy who blew by Luke Campbell, who shouldn't be playing there because Cole Chewin should be playing there. So it's just this systematic, mm-hmm. like these aren't things you can point to and say, we fix one area, it's all going to iron itself out. So it is a little scary. Um, I don't think I'm going to let it. Actually, I'll put it to you first. So how much does this change your expectation? How much does this result directly impact what you your expectations for the overall season? Mm, I mean, it's slightly. I mean, I, I think we talked about a nine-win team. I I had mm-hmm. thought that. Does that change? I don't. I don't know. You know, in my head, it was, you know, 
this was a win. You could well, I in my head it was we were going to drop one of this game at Indiana, you know, at Maryland, at at Nebraska, Northwestern, Northwestern. One of them was going to be a drop. Well, one of them got dropped. Mm-hmm. So now do you say, all right, do we sweep the rest? Maybe. It's all ask. Maybe. And because, it, but maybe, but I don't think that's crazy for me to say yes because I said so at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, so like one was going to drop. This was probably going to be, as I mentioned, the fourth most difficult game we play all year. Mm-hmm. This team, you know, we will continue to monitor as they go Arizona State. They're going to win seven or eight games. They will. The Pac-12 is not tough. Yeah. It's not good. And they've got talent all over that field. They're fine. It won't be an awful loss. Mm. It's just one that, that you mentioned, it's disappointing because you had it. You had it. It it, it was one. I mean, it was done. And it wasn't like Nikhil Harry had 250 yards receiving. You know, it's like when you're like, well. Yeah, right. You know, you're like, well. But that, or you're playing Marcus Mariota like, I mean. when you lose at Oregon. Well, yeah. That's what I mean. There was a, the, the NFL talent didn't loot on their team did not beat us. No, we just didn't execute. I don't even, again, I give Arizona State credit yeah. for executing when they needed to execute, something Michigan State didn't do. But this game, to me, felt, and I think the casual observer would say the same thing, if you're completely unbiased and you watch this game, and you said, was this an Arizona State win or was this a Michigan? Did Arizona State truly step up and win this game or did Michigan State lose this game? I think it marks, it would skew Michigan State losing it. Again, all credit to Arizona State yeah. for stepping up in the biggest moment, executing, being coached well, which I cannot believe I'm saying, and marching down the field and, and winning in crunch time. But if you look at that game on the whole, not because of talent, not because of anything, Michigan State turned, they, they gave that game away. You know, and a couple other major things happen. We can't just leave this one uh, behind because we'll carry over a few yeah. things that happen. The most, the biggest probably is uh, our our weapon, Ugh. Jake Jack Jake Knife. No one. Heart Barter. Rosenbarter. Six. <laughs> he's out six to eight weeks on. Um, I'm, not, I'm not here to question officials. That's not what I do. I just was a little confused. How a punter could get hit, hit so much that he's out of the game. Yeah. There, there'd be no. Yeah, that was uh, confusing yeah, to me. Surprising. So he's out six to eight weeks. Um, that puts him at the nearest time coming back is 10 20 against Michigan at home. Um, so as a result, uh, it would appear your boy is not. Dude. I'm not going to uh, be playing. Big Bill Pristup did not get the call. First Unless of all, it's a ruse. I. Pray to God it's a ruse. Uh, and Rocky Lombardi, our backup quarterback, is now stepping in as the back right. of the punter. One thing else. First of all, I'm so sad for Jake Hartbarger. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sad not only because he's just, like, one of my, like, Dude. cult favorite guys on this team. I've been singing his praises for three years now. Not when he's a freshman, but after that. Yeah. Um, he's... He's a senior. He's a fifth-year senior. He's about to miss more than half of his fifth-year senior season, which sucks. First and foremost, I feel terrible for him. I wish him a speedy recovery, and I hope – because he's an NFL punter. He's good enough to to punt at the next level. I hope he gets healthy enough to be able to show out once this season's over and and hopefully get a job moving forward. Um, After that, like, I suppose I understand wanting to keep the red shirt on our boy Big Bill. Um – but I, 
And I guess Rocky Lombardi is apparently like a pretty good punter. 32 yards in is one. The thing that scares me here is that we've been down the backup quarterback as a punter road before with one Tyler O'Connor. Won the game. Didn't go great. Wasn't wasn't good. And this team... Now, quick troll. You say he might not come back till Michigan. I think we've proven we can beat Michigan without our punter. Let's go. Fire up. You think I quit on this season? You're wrong. Um, But I, I... Again, this team doesn't have a... Even against the Central Michigans and the Indianas, like, you're going to tell me that today that this team has a ton of room for margin for error? I don't like the thought of losing my guy who can get us field position. So here's what changes, Austin. This is interesting. You know, people are, are jumping to the conclusion that, wow, if you have a backup quarterback at punter, you could maybe run some gadgets and have him, it's like, first of all, just don't stop. You don't get a kid that's cold all of a sudden come in and throwing it. We saw it happen like work like twice in our lives, and there were like the two coolest plays ever: right. mousetrap and little giants. Yeah. So, the second thing is that made me a little more um, realistic is that regarding down and distance, you will you could see D'Antonio become uh, just keep his team on the field and fourth down because you have just maybe when you talk about. Um, and again, we haven't seen Rocky Lombardi truly punt, but if you've got a kid that can is going to punt 10 to 12 yards less than Hartbarger averages in his three years, and if Rocky Lombardi can't doesn't have the skill to spin and you know punt and pin in the 20, which that's a skill right. or, of that, course I, it that, is. that I don't know if he has, but I'm going to hedge my bets. He's been trying to spin the ball with his hands, not his foot, mm. lately. So what I'm getting at is down and distance – yardage situationally there's a chance that you say you know what we have just as good a chance at getting a first down on fourth and six as we do you know punting here and gaining 18 yards of field position right i I don't hate it think about that because if lombardi just booms into the back of the end zone yeah great i mean i don't buy it i don't think it'll happen i i mean i think you as a progressive football mind are onto something that would resonate with a lot of coaches I don't think Mark D'Antonio is one of those coaches. We are. I just don't. We are in the Big Ten. Again, yeah, first of all, <laughs> you have to punt. Legally, it's like what you have to do. Yeah, um, yeah I think the rule is for a game. Yeah. Each team. Minimal. It's a gentleman's agreement. Right. Yeah. It's not even a gentleman's agreement. You don't even have to agree to it. It's literally a law. It's like unwritten rules of baseball. Right. It's just, but it's written. It might actually be in the bylaws, but... The Big Ten bylaws. I just, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what... Again, maybe this is another reason why a bye week right here is good. Well, and at least get we, get to, reps. we get to see Hartbarger's beautiful flow in a helmet for the Ooh. first time, sticking out of the you back. You mean Rocky. That's what I meant. What did I say? Hartbarger. Get yeah. your mind on... Uh, God damn Jake! Dude. Jake! So, <laughs> I'm so sad. Do we like this? This We're going to say definitely no to that situation, but yeah. do we like this one? Um, true freshman Ladarius Jefferson getting... Fourth quarter carries? Uh, no. Hard no. Hard no. Hard no. Um, I will say, I I will admit that he uh, looked like he's ready to play some football. Yeah. I mean, at, at a at a very base level minimum, he's big. Like he's big. He's well, he is a large individual, and he. I got excited for his future in watching this game. I pray to God he red shirts. 
But uh, three carries, twenty yards. Yeah, I mean, he came in and did his job. But I. Uh, well, and the big reason though is because LJ Scott was hurt. Yeah. So I. When did that happen? So we don't really know when. Yeah. But uh, I, th- the bigger jump here is that Weston Bridges is not. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. Three. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. That's and, a question we talked about a lot in the off season. And for our friend uh, Chris Phillips, who has mm. asked us to uh, keep track of the freshmen that are playing, give you a quick update on that. Now that we have Ladarius Jefferson, um, you saw Jalen Naylor, who's like balling. Yeah, he's legitimately. And good. may have passed Cam Chambers as the, I think obviously four, passed Cam Chambers, the fourth wide receiver, and then Xavier Henderson again. Yep. With uh, multiple reps. We, so those that's game two for both of them. Yep. They're halfway home. So up to four total. Well, and J- remember, remember, it's by game. So Jacob Slade did not play in this game. Right. So he only has one game to his name. Mm. So, oh, tracker. I so see we'll be, what we're doing We'll be keeping here. track. Um, and Ladarius Jefferson, as we mentioned, um, he played, so he has one game to his Henderson's name. Henderson's not going to redshirt. Absolutely. So we'll just be keeping track, though, and see who else hits the field as the season yeah, progresses. Yeah, I dig it. But yeah, no, do we like this? No. No. But he was capable, which I do I'm, like. Yeah, no. That, so yeah, I like that. Uh, I'm also, I was a little surprised, and maybe he tweaked his ankle. It was two in the morning. I was Things were hazy. enjoying my time. You were not enjoying uh, time. Well, no, I was enjoying the, I was seeking out ways in which I could enjoy my time. Which was beer. So it was late. It was late Saturday night, Sunday morning. But why did Connor Hayward not get those carries in the fourth quarter? Did he hurt himself too? No, I I can't can't get hurt. My largest son did not have a great game. I think it was bad. I mean, he has five carries for like 22 yards, and it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, So is this an LJ Scott problem? Is it off? Is it like bad to say that? Just we'll get the season is too young. It's so, on the radar. So um, let's talk about some funny things that happened mm. um, before we jump into what happened. In the national picture. I was at a bar. Mm-hmm. Admittedly. Admittedly, guilty. And I, you knew it was a late game when the dude next to me was openly multiple times complaining about Michigan State's defense in the first half. Oh yeah, boy. the same defense that gave up zero points and a half, and and I finally <laughs> <laughs> so think about that. And so oh, I, boy. I, you know, you let it go, you let it go. But when someone says something like four times in a row, and like it, like reference and being like C, like referencing things, right. and I'm and finally I was like, I know I've had a lot of sodas here, but yeah. I was like, dude, like sorry to butt in, but like seriously, like what are you I, specifically mad at right now? <laughs> and he's like. This team's just this defense just isn't as good as it used to be, and I was like, "There's literally zero points for Arizona State," <laughs> and he was like, "It's like, it's like they're just not the top unit they they used to be." I was like, "This was a top ten defense last year, you know that, right?" And he was yeah. like, "Yeah, Narduzzi used to have me in like number one," and I was like, "I this kind of you know what? Please leave. enjoy your night. Please this leave. Is, you clearly are wanting to be mad." I uh, any funny ones from you? Uh... I spilled multiple drinks when Cody White scored a touchdown. That was fun. I was sitting in a booth and I went to stand sharply and uh, quickly and just smash the underside of the table. At least four drinks just went f- like so. I didn't even get to celebrate, 
That's what a big of a kick of the ball, kick in the balls that game was. The one I was getting ready to just start screaming, and instead, the my drink just spills all over. So just so, just a tough night. Well, so and what was worse, that night and that moment, or waking up the next day tough. feeling? Can we talk about that before we go? I don't want to forget Cody White, fourteen receptions, um, one hundred and eighty-three yards, and two touchdowns in two games. He's a superstar. I mean, this, and by the way, he's a superstar. And by the way, it's not like he's the only wide receiver on this team. No, some other good ones. So that I mean, Cody. Cody. No, Cody's Cody's a G. My goodness, Cody's sir. a G. Shout outs to Cody. Wow, and you thanks know for carrying carrying the weight here. We I just don't want that it. to get lost. No, nah, so, good call. All right. Good call. Good call. Let's okay. keep it moving. Yeah, let's talk about some other stuff. We don't have an opponent preview this week, so we're gonna get. Uh, yeah, but other stuff happened in the national. Yeah, we're gonna get into the national stuff. Boy, oh boy, I oh, had a, yeah, I had a good time Not all day good. Saturday leading up to our game. Yeah, some 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 interesting things taking place. Okay, um, first let's talk about what happened before we talk yes. about what's going to happen. So, uh, Penn State was in a great game with our Pitt fighting our dudes. Dear friends at Pittsburgh. And it just really got away. Yeah, based on the final score. Uh, a final of 51-6. to six. And... Not good. Friends, it was friends. not a 51-6 to six game. At halftime, it was 14-6 to uh, six, Penn State. And you're like... Okay, sure. Hanging in, and then Penn State just thirty-four points later, or thirty-seven points later. Math. And you know what the worst part is? I don't even know what went wrong. McSorley only threw for one hundred and forty-five yards. They, the Penn State's rushing. They only ran for two hundred and eleven. Like you're, you're looking, and you're like, I don't really know what happened here. Like, Pitt's in trouble. Pitt's not very good. And no. it scares me a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, Penn State, a week after, have, credit to them, week after uh, getting taken to overtime by Appalachian State, Appalachian State. There he does. Uh, they go on the road and beat a rival who beat them a year ago, right? Yeah. Uh, 51 to 6. Well, no. Penn State beat the pants off of Pitt last year. Oh, two and, years ago then. And, and, uh, Remember, James Franklin was saying this was like just as easy as a win as like playing Akron. Yeah, James Franklin. That was uh, weak, dude. Bit of a dick. Um, All right, what else happened? In the uh, I, I, oof, I. Okay, so if I'm Rutgers, sure. I'm just. I probably stopped showing up for the Ohio State game. Hey, cover the spread. Just mail it in. No, like, just guys, don't. No, just yes, don't go. So I mean, like you covered the spread. Right. Let's mark it down as like. I don't know, 45, 14. You try and buy yourself some, you know. No, literally buy yourself one touchdown. If you buy, with with actual money, bought yourself one touchdown, you would do better than, than they have done in the last three years. I looked up the stats, and I know they talked about it a little bit. I'm sure they talked about it on the broadcast. The stats from the last three years of these two teams playing is insanity. The the score over the last three years. Okay, so for this game in particular, though, we should talk about what happened. Fifty-two to three. Woof. Unbelievable. That is the most competitive game they've had against Ohio State in three years. <laughs> they lost by forty-nine. Seven no. seven football touchdowns. 
Uh, In the last three years, they've been outscored 166 to 3. Can I keep it going? 166 to 3. So they're averaging a point a game. One point. (laughs) A a number you literally cannot reach in a football game individually on a scoreboard. You can. No, you can't. Yeah. You're one point? Yeah. How? It's this weird rule where if you get a safety on a extra point attempt, it's done. Is that true? Yeah. So, regardless, since 2000... That'd be so difficult to do. Yeah, it's like impossible. Uh, it's happened. Rutgers hasn't scored a touchdown in the series since 2015, as you mentioned. In the five games they've played... It's 271 to 27. If you're keeping track at home, that's an average score of 54 to 5. So this win of 52 to 3 was a below average win for Ohio State. Correct. That is in the last, and these are the only five meetings they've ever had against each other. Seriously, I I stop. I stop. You know what's even worse? I mean, I don't know if it could be worse. You're focusing how. Here's how. Ohio State paid Oregon State a money game yeah. to a Power 5 school. They money gamed them yeah. $1.7 million to beat the shit out of them, 77 <laughs> to 31. <laughs> Rutgers doesn't get paid dick to come in. <laughs> Rutgers got paid nothing. To come in and just get just rickrolled. Just pantsed. These are, kids, these are Division One kids on scholarship. They won four games last year. Four, I mean, that's not. I mean, that's not great. But four for that, Rutgers is pretty. That's what great. I mean. Okay, okay, so that was just horrendous. Glad we could do that. You went to a game. Not sure. I why. did technically. Um, I got offers from a coworker. Shout out to him um, for the Northwestern Duke game. And I got to tell you, folks, nerd. the nerd bowl, the nerd off. Uh, it was. Love something to be it, desired. It was the most boring football game I've ever watched in my life. It was it was so bad. Like like Duke actually had some some good plays. Um, they actually actually like their quarterback. I think it's David Jones. Uh, he's actually looks pretty good. But um, so Northwestern goes and scores on the first drive of the game, and I'm like, damn, I really like this Northwestern offense. They're home. I like Clayton Thorson. They're I home, like maybe. that running back, this new kid, the sophomore, um, who is large, for the record. Mm-hmm. Big fella. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just did nothing the rest of the game. Just did absolutely nothing. Uh, they couldn't move the ball. I wonder now with Northwestern. So they have struggled with Purdue, who we, we will get this. to in just a second. Yeah. Struggled with Purdue. And then... They just got smacked. Like, Duke was just better. Like, better in the trenches, especially. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I know Northwestern started slow last year and then ended up going 8-4. I don't know if I see it this year. I think they won 10 games last year. They won 10 games last year? Yeah. Sheesh. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Their secondary is bad. Like, their safeties are so slow. They're sick. I was sitting with my buddy who was a Northwestern alum. And a big, big football guy. Uh, and he pointed out two things to me before we even sat down. He's like, the safeties are terrible. They're super slow. And every time Thorson 
gets antsy, he rolls to his right, whether there's any plan or not. Those two things came to be literally the two most critical things that happened in the entire game. Like, those are the two most critical positions that just continuously screwed up. Safety's got burnt time after time on critical Duke plays. And then Thorson, who I get, I get the appeal of mm-hmm. to a degree, um, rolled to his right and just threw the ball away like 12 times. And then they were trying to run like the zone read. Uh, Thorson had knee surgery like eight months ago. And they're trying to run the zone read the whole time. It's like, okay, sell out against yeah. the running back. <laughs> Yeah. And they never gained any yards on it. So, yeah, I went to that game. It was uh, boring. Would not recommend watching any matchups between those two teams in the future. One star. One so, star. Would not return. Um, if you thought that was bad, let oh, me man. take you this over is... to West Lafayette. Folks. Uh, let me tell you something. One of my favorite uh, YouTube sensations would say, Baby, what is he doing? Oh, baby. Baby, no. Mm. Purdue, you can't lose to directional Michigan, any of them, but especially not Eastern Michigan. In the pantheon of, like, all-time historically bad football programs, yes, Eastern Michigan is very close to standing alone in terms of ineptitude. They do their damn They best. have had, like, Charlie Batch. That was nice. And I know they've put another couple people in the pros maybe at some point in time. But like this is a this is a one star program in every edition of NCAA football. This is a garbage, garbage team. And you know what though? Like it, to their credit, to their credit, they went on the road and beat a Big Ten they, team. No, obviously that. But but I was going to say like five years ago they talked about shutting football down. Yes, yeah, and it may not have been a bad call. They are a hundred and sixth all time in uh, wins. And they've been doing it a lot longer than a lot of these teams beneath. They're really bad. And they yet they went on the road and beat Purdue twenty to nineteen. And just that's such a score that that game would have too. Just something stupid like nineteen points, which Eastern is so Michigan difficult. Michigan is hundred and fifteenth of hundred and twenty seven eligible teams to in winning percentage. And and winning 43.9% of their games, which is way That's higher. way higher than I was expecting. I mean, yeah, so that happened. Purdue, the the shine is worn off, Mr. Brown. Yeah, the, the, the honeymoon might be over for him, but I tell you what, Rondale Moore is pretty damn good. Yeah, if he, poor kid's like, what am I doing here? Yeah, he's like, what was it, Bama? Uh-huh. What was the other? It was like Bama, Florida State, yeah. <laughs> and Purdue. Purdue. Oh, no, Rondale. Okay, let's keep it moving west. So Nebraska, Scott Frost has, has his opening game. And I have no problem laughing at Nebraska every time because they are, <laughs> they are the Michigan of the West, Midwest, Western Midwest. Yeah, in that Great they, Plains. In that they, this, they, they wrote a book. About Scott Frost's return. There's a book you could buy. Oh, you mean like the book that Michigan wrote about Jim Harbaugh coming home? <laughs> like that book? People John? bought it. Oh, yeah. People bought probably multiple copies. Bought books. Okay. First of all, yeah, buying a book. Wild move to begin with nowadays. <laughs> Start there. Wild move. Paper? Podcast Paper? these days. Audio. Jeez. Read me something. Uh, yeah. I'm out on paper. Uh <laughs> But 
Okay, the main difference between Nebraska and Michigan, now you've got me on this, is Nebraska fans are apparently some of the nicest they people are. on the planet. Still going to joke on them. And they deserve to be joked on, especially losing at home to Colorado. I will say I watched, uh, I think, the fourth quarter of this game. Yeah. Uh, two things. This is an all-time jersey matchup game. Loved it. Phenomenal gear. Threads on both sides. Crispy we, as it gets. We may have been nostalgic just being 90s babies, though. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've got some Colorado. Yes. Oh, and also Pac-12 game. This oh. Or Big 12 game. Big 12. Yeah. Okay. A lot of 12s. Now they're in... They went separate ways. Yeah. Parents Pac-12. got divorced. Oh, my God. Neither of them are Big 12 anymore. Yeah. That's so sad. It's fine. I it's care. fine. Yeah, it's also Nebraska, Colorado. Um... Imagine if they played each other in basketball. Would anybody know? I would. I'd <laughs> yeah, John, you'd have your. You'd be sitting in front of the TV an hour early. Guys, um, guys, it's happening. It's happening. No basketball. Uh, Chauncey Billups went to school here. Um, anyways, yeah. So Nebraska has this true freshman quarterback. Remember, this was their first game of the year. Adrian their first Martinez. Game. They love this. Game. Okay, I am all. I already hate him. I'm, <laughs> he's Taylor. He's Taylor. Uh, exactly. It's a... Wait, is it his brother? No, it's not. It's oh. a scrambling... No, his brother played for us, Drake Martinez, if you remember him. Couldn't have yeah. another brother. Humble brag. Couldn't no, this is, not, this is not his brother. Okay. But he's a scrambling quarterback yeah. named Martinez uh-huh. at Nebraska. Fits right in. Way too many Taylor bad memories in my head Yeah. Uh, to like this kid. Um, he had three touchdowns. He's good. One that's right. the That's probably my biggest gripe <laughs> with him, is that he's actually good at football. Um he can scoot, but he got banged up at the very end. It's because it. you knew this would happen. This yeah. is this is going to happen. When you let a quarterback like Brian Lewerke is the perfect balance of run and pass in that he's not going Never to put run himself unless ne- you have to. Don't run unless you absolutely have to or the field is wide open. This kid is again, it's a true freshman. Like this kid is 18 years old and he beat out <laughs> Also, there was this wonderful piece of irony at the end of the game that I'm sure Nebraska fans, despite the loss, probably kind of enjoyed, um, is that this kid gets hurt literally before the last drive of the game. Yeah. And if you've been paying attention to Nebraska football, which I kind of have. We do, we'll do it for you. We will. Um, their backup quarterback, who was like a big recruit, yeah. transferred after losing the starting job to this kid. Uh-huh. In, in this, and then this kid gets hurt in the first game. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Maybe not long at all. He's literally out for the last drive of the game. This kid had his chance. If yeah, he just sit, he's he is sitting on his couch sick right now. Yeah, dude. Just watching that, like I'm sure Nebraska fans who are like really bitter and mean probably enjoyed that. Both of them, um, but <laughs> it was. Uh, I think he's going to get something together there, but giving up 33 points at home to Colorado is not usually good. They do have one really good receiver who was fun to watch. Uh, Their quarterback is not. Stanley Morgan is who you're thinking of. He's a stud. No, I was thinking of Colorado's got one really good receiver. Well, yes, Stanley Morgan is also a stud. Dude, Colorado's. And a bank. The kid you're talking about is his name, all name team. Mm -hmm. LaVisca Chanel. Yeah, Chanel. Lavisha Chenault Jr., I believe, is how it's pronounced. Something no, I'm, to that effect. I'm sure I nailed it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, well, Nebraska, not back. We'll no. We'll updated. It's true. Joining Texas and Miami in the not back let's, boat. Let's keep it in the Great Plains region. Mm. El Asico <laughs> took place. I mean, what a week for the Big Ten, um, let me tell you. Good Lord. Iowa um, played the most Iowa... Iowa State game that's ever Iowa Iowa stated. Mm. It was 
Three to nothing at halftime. Stop me if you've heard of that before. <laughs> like you'll never believe what happened next. You know what's interesting is like what if sometimes I like to pretend that there's like a, a script that are, is written for each game beforehand and yeah. we're just watching basically a movie. <laughs> and it's like the Iowa script writers, they just mail it in each time. Oh, like, the the Iowa script writers have been sitting back and just collecting checks for about a decade. With no real effort going in. Like one year they got really fired up and they're like, come on, let's write a compelling storyline this year. Yeah. And they make it to the They've Big Ten earned Championship. It. They've earned it, but they lose. Yeah. And they're like, we'll break yeah. all their hearts. And they get No, you know what it is? That one hot shot young writer yeah. comes in from like the big hit show and he's like, come on, guys, we got to give a little fire. And they're like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll let you get a little fire, but they have to lose. Dude, I, I, I stand corrected. We draw the line at happiness. <laughs> three to three at halftime, which... Somehow is better. That's better. It's <laughs> so much better. It it ended thirteen to three with an Iowa win. Boy, if you want it, and then yeah. everyone went home kind of sad. I think everyone went home knowing, thinking they had watched a game of football. You know what's interesting though is you look at Iowa's schedule, and we talked about this. I think at the the season preview, it is so manageable. It is oh, so yeah. manageable. They're gonna play a directional Iowa school next, and then they get Wisconsin at home under the lights. They're not going to beat Wisconsin. That's fine. But, but then um, you play... Wait, don't they play Northern Iowa? Yeah. yeah directional the, the, Iowa. The fighting Ali Farouk Maneshes. Yeah, You're welcome. Yes. I had to. Yes. Continue. Man, that was a fun day for yeah, me. Good day. That. Really good day. Um, then they play Minnesota, Indiana, Maryland. Like, are you scared? You know, you see these wins piling up, and Iowa's not awful. They're just better than those teams. You know, they're not good. But Alleged, they're just, allegedly. They're just better than bad. They've... They're, they're better than very bad. And then they play at Penn State, L, and then they play Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois, Nebraska, and you're just kind of like, sure, did they just go through Are a season go losing two? two games? Jesus Christ. And then, like, Can play- you imagine no. what Ohio State is going to do to Iowa if they play in the Big Ten Championship game? Well, fortunately for all of us, that won't happen. But if it does? I just don't want to live in that world right now. Another 70-something point... Big Ten Championship game, which happened. People forget about that. People, people don't. It was 59 to nothing. 59 to nothing. In a, in a championship game. Rutgers is like, we put up three. Rutgers is like, <laughs> hold my beer, though. Yeah. Yeah, my Rutgers scored three. Wisconsin, this is how you do it. Yeah, okay. So the Big Ten had a rough go. Yeah. But Iowa held their own. Mm. If you, sure. If you want. And Penn State did, too. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Great. What else happened around the uh, wide no. world of sports? Let, oh, what else did happen? Uh, some teams won some games. I don't really know of anything like all that exciting that happened. Uh, I was so busy trying not to commit a Well, Georgia won. I mean, Georgia beat South Carolina. I guess that's good. People don't Clemson know. beat Texas A&M. Yeah. I guess that's good. Stanford Nothing like... Beat oh, USC. Yeah, KJ Costello, though, also. Shout out. KJ Costello, real deal, Holyfield. I'm just telling you. Yeah, all I right. don't know if there's anything. So let's, let's look ahead. Let's keep it in the big, and then let's go national. Hit me. Oh, yeah. my Red Wolves lost by 50. That's oh, yeah. Happens. Yeah, that's right. I <laughs> now that we got that there. off the table. Okay, keep going. All right. So we talked about some some bad games. Mm-hmm. We might have the, the granddaddy of them all. Hit me. This was either an act of... I think these two, G, like, these two ADs are either like evil masterminds that got together to put the worst possible football game on a schedule... 
or they're just both hammered and are just signing every piece of paper that comes across their desk. But Rutgers is playing at Kansas this week. Austin, this is a war crime. This shouldn't happen. Are you going to watch this one? This is your, you watch what the people won't. Austin, I'm going to tell you. Do you have standards? The answer is no. (laughs) And and do you know why? Because you literally can't? It's on Fox Sports North. Oh, Jesus I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. Neither of these teams are in the North. I, I, it, I was told it was on, I looked it up, it was on FSN. Boy. I didn't know that, is that a thing? I, I guess. Should we, maybe we should go to uh, that Lottie's, Lottie's this week and watch. Oh, yeah, it says watch on FSN if you want. I think they might just be making up channels because they know nobody's going to call them on it. No one's like, hey, yeah, no, it's on TV. They're like, really? Where? Do you, are you going to look for it? No. Where? They're, what? They're playing, and it's a thing. And Rutgers beat the pants off of Central Michigan this week. Dude, if, or yeah. excuse me, Kansas beat the pants off of Central Michigan this week. That's true. Wasn't that their first road win? Yes. Against the, were we talking about this last week? Oh, I keep track of all the Kansas statistics. and That's, that's what we're falling to. That's what I'm here for, man. And, um... Boy, howdy. They are... That was their first away win since uh, 2009. Good. P- I mean, period. I but, hope you feel good about yourselves. Not pleasant. Yeah, they're like, listen, I don't know. They're like, ah, it's not a big deal. Let's go to the back. Let's go back to the casino. <laughs> Just here to party, uh, Yeah. All right, so I don't even want to spend any more time on that game. Keep going. Two other Big Ten games of semi-note. I get, well, actually, there's a couple other interesting ones. Um... One that's happening in our actually there's a decent amount I so I don't know why I put this one on here but yeah. South Florida is playing Illinois at Soldier Field and cool, I I dude. kind of I think that's the worst one on the schedule aside from Rutgers Kansas this is just like masochism like I just don't why did you do that I I don't know because I, pick, I picked them in a survivor pool I think that's why <laughs> um, there's some games but I think there might be more South Florida fans at that one at Soldier Field than Illinois I'm considering because no. I put I put a pick down on them of getting a ton of South Florida gear and going to that game dude. I could walk in there's no way I have to pay for a ticket dude come on Illinois shows out at Big 10k in Chicago so I know for a fact there will be at least dozens of people at Soldier Field. To there are dozens of us, <laughs> dozens. That was the reference. That's I was right. For. All right. That is All right. Let's just list all. these off. I don't want to talk about other teams that are going to be happy. Uh, Purdue, Missouri. Got to think Missouri is going to win that game. They got a nice quarterback. Yeah, Drew Locke's good. Legitimately good. Wisconsin, BYU, in the whitest game to ever be played. Ooh, that is. We can spend some time there. That's a sneaky. Oh no, that's in it's in Madison, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a twenty-two and a half point spread. Never mind. So, uh, anyways, yeah, I mean it's it's not going to be close. Uh, Temple, Maryland. Nah. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, the only really good game is Ohio State TCU on a neutral site. Um, I will say though, I watched TCU play SMU. Very unimpressed with both teams. Really not impressed with TCU's quarterback situation. I feel like Ohio State. Gonna eat it up. Yeah, I mean, like I think they'll be able to slow Ohio State down a little bit because they do, they do have a good defense. I just don't think they'll be able to score. Dude, yeah, I think Ohio State covers this thirteen point spread probably mm-hmm. fairly easily. Now, to be fair, it is in Texas, and you know Don't Ohio matter. State travels really well though, so it'll be it'll be uh, interesting how many show out for that because they're probably also saving money for. 
Better games. Bigger games. Yeah. Um, the game that I'm going to... You said that's the only one. There's a game for me that I'm keeping an eye on. It's uh, Nebraska and Troy. Now, with this quarterback for Nebraska out, there's a like real chance that Troy hangs. It's like a 10-point spread, and that was before. Mm-hmm. They, they, the thing is, Nebraska's backup quarterback's a walk-on. So, exactly. So, it gets real dicey real quick if for the form uh, for Nebraska, who's playing the former Fun Belt champions, Troy. Mm. Troy. So, I mean, the Troy's not just like a... The hey, DeMarcus hey. Wears. Yeah, see, that's, that's right. why you're here. So, yeah, it's Troy's not just some also-ran. I mean, they kind of are. But, like, they... Also w- ran off of other teams. Boom. We are back. You think, <laughs> you think Arizona State can hold us down? Yeah. You thought there was no energy in this Listen pod? Listen to us gaining momentum as yeah. this goes. The back half is, is, is going to be fun for this. I hope people stuck around. So, you're saying uh, you're upset alert. You think... I think that Troy... If this Adrian Martinez kid doesn't play, I think Troy does it. Yeah. And what do you say? Uh, I don't actually know if it's an upset. Um, It's not an upset. That's why I said Illinois, South Florida. Because, I mean, you would think that it should be an upset because... Yeah, South Florida is a nine and a half point South Florida is significantly better. Nine and a half point favorite. They're going to... In Chicago. Wipe... Like the the I don't know Soldier Field floor with with Illinois. Illinois is horrendously bad. I'm out. I'm out. I'm all the way out. I don't know if you were ever in though. So that's I was never in. No, I was in on the basketball program. That looks almost just as bad. Dude, last week was bad in that all our teams got got hard else. But um, yeah, it was bad. Let's so we're t- gonna quickly before we move ahead to the notable <laughs> games of this week. We do need to talk about the fact that the three teams that we we said that, we like to follow. So if you're new to the pod, we also like to follow other teams because it makes it that much more fun. Air, uh, Arizona is uh, Austin's team. not looking good, dude. They're legit bad. They're they're bad. You know what bummed me out? So they were playing Houston and they were down uh, huge. And <laughs> Arizona, they happened to cut to the game and it was. Um, God, it was like 35 to 13. And Arizona threw like a 60-yard pass and got a ton to the one. Yeah. Two things that I want to know. One, Arizona ran straight into our boy Ed Oliver four times. Yeah. Halfback dive right into the Heisman candidate. Seems like a bad idea. Didn't work out. Number two, ESPN2 had the audacity. The audacity. Because they were thinking that Arizona was about to score and cut it to 15. To put up the greatest comeback in the history of Division One uh, football, dare you? They put up Michigan State Northwestern thirty to three, and I and that's when I was I was out. I'm out. Yeah, fair enough. I walk away. Uh, it took the yeah, so job. our our three teams combined. Yeah, Arizona lost by twenty seven. Pitt, as we covered, lost by forty five, and Arkansas State lost by fifty. Yeah. So our three combined teams went out, lost by one hundred and twenty two collective points. Yeah, 125, you throw Michigan State in there. Uh, sad. Tough, tough week. So, But we got a good one coming up. Now, we aren't playing, but there are some fun games on the docket. And we're going to do... All right, here's the rules. Hit. We're going to do one, two sentences max about why you're excited for this game. Okay. And this is a challenge more for you than for me. Yeah. I'll start if you want. Go. My third notable game of the week is USC at Texas. They played the greatest game of all time. Any game that's a repeat of that, I'm excited for. Texas is favored by three. This seems nuts to me. I'm out. I'm out on that bet. Texas is not back. 
Texas is actually is bad. Okay. Well, we'll see if they're back or not. Uh, my third game, Hawaii at Army. This will be a body clock game. Hawaii will be playing as if it was 6 a.m. their time. I'm excited to see the results. Toughen up. Uh, my second game is Ohio State at TCU. I don't know. TCU, the two good defenses. I think Ohio State kind of ends up rolling. See, my second game, Washington at Utah. See if Washington's for real. Yeah. You know, they, they, they had a tough loss to Auburn. Let's see them walk through the Pac-12. Yep, Utah, usually a, a, more, a scarier Stout. team. Stout. Yes. Uh, my number one game is the Tiger Bowl. Uh, number seven, Auburn at number 12, LSU. Um, this is the game where one of these teams becomes the sexy playoff pick. Ooh. This is the battle for who's the second SEC team in the playoff. Counterpoint. My number one game will be the sexy pick come week eight. Boise State at Oklahoma State. The long con. I believe that the winner of this game will continue on for a bit. And it will, this game, the winner uh, of this game will have a good win on their resume long term. It will become a better and better win. They will both remain ranked for Mm -hmm. their entire season probably. Also, Boise, underdog in that game. It's worked out well for him before. How are they? They're underdog? By three. I'm Mm. I'm going in on Broncos there. You don't just walk into Stillwater and not expect the Cowboys to come out shoot. What's their, what's, Boone Pickens? Boone, T-Boone. T-Boone. Is that not the coolest booster name ever? Yeah. That, if, an old man from oil money? Dude, if And that, a coach with a mullet? If that Oklahoma was, State's got some shit going on. If that was in a, like, novel, I'd quit reading. Like, the booster's name's T-Boone. I like the, it, I like the rogue initial before uh-huh. a full name. Not like T-J Pickens or, like, 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 just initials. I like that it's letter, like, what? Should we look it up or should I kind of want to just live in a world where I don't know what it is? Well, it's a D. Like no, it's state. not. No, I'm kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was really hoping that was it. Hold on. Now I have to look it up. Well, while you're doing that, uh, I'm going to keep it rolling. No, ah, I'm... so boring. Thomas? Sorry, buddy. No, I respect, actually, I respect the T even more now. It's not, it's not like Thelonious. He's Thomas. So while you have the weekend to yourself and you might even stay sober, um, Sunday, uh, we have more Spartans in the NFL this week than we did last week. Two big pickups took place. Yes. Young Connor signed with the Panthers to be yeah. on the practice squad. It's an interesting pickup because a man named Taylor Hinicki is the Panthers' backup quarterback. Mm. From? Uh, Old Dominion. Fight, is, fighting Justin Verlanders. I just don't. There's a chance for Connor to get on the actual roster. Yeah, if he's not, that's. It, not, not immediately, but no, that's you learn just to not great. The other one, this is what I'm really happy about, the new yeah. England Patriots signed Benny Fowler. That's a, God, that's such a Patriots signing. It's so smart. Did you know the Patriots only had, up to before that signing, three wide receivers on their 53-man yeah. roster? It's insane. Now they have four. Yeah, four. I love it. Beans is pretty good. Beans. Cool. Beans was like legitimately good. Dude, by the way. Beans is trying chasing that second round. Yeah, let's go, baby. Let's go, Beans. Let's go, Beans. All so, right. all right. Um, Next week, by the way, Q&A will be back. Q&A is back. 
give a full preview on um, Indiana. Um, we will see. That's probably going to be a hot team. That's going to be a night game, hot in the sense that they're going to be three and L play Ball State this week. Mm. Night game in Bloomington. Not ideal. It's gone poorly before. Great chance for a bounce back. Mm, yep. Well, enjoy your weekend without football. I know I will. Uh, last one for quite some time before, you know, without drinking and stress eating. So I will be enjoying it. I'm sure, John, you will be as well. Um, guys, thanks for dealing with, the uh, you know, these, these ones after um, – Losses aren't always fun, but I feel like we, we, we had some fun here at the end. And uh, looking forward to a, a cheerier one early next week. And then let's get this thing back on track. Let's do it. So, uh, as always, thanks for listening. For John, I'm Austin, and we will catch you guys later. See ya. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.